Steve here. Welcome to Real Health, the real stuff, what you eat. It starts with what you eat. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thunk? Who'd have realized? Who'd have studied for? Who'd have got credential towards? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, oh, exercise, eat well. What does all that mean? Visit your doctor, visit your dentist, get a physical therapy exam. Oh my goodness. And then we die at the same sort of age as any other schmuck that smokes, eats Cheetos, sits on the couch watching Netflix at the average age of 77, 80, whatever the average age is, wherever you think the average age is. Just look around. Yes, there are a couple of octogenarians. Maybe someone that hits the centenarian mark. Maybe someone at age 92, 88. We forget all the the people around us that die at age 50, age 60, age 37, age 41, like two. We forget them. We forget. Anyway, um today you clicked on it as always you know the title before i do something about fasting religious fasting the peril yeah the religious fasting perils perhaps anyway whatever the title is um what spurred me on to this episode well i'm a member of a uh, church parish and uh being a Serbian Orthodox. I'm Serbian after all. And uh, that's what Serbs tend to be, right? Yeah, so there I am. And uh, as an Orthodox, as a Christian, as a Catholic, as a... then you get the Jews and you get the Muslims, whole religious complex, monotheists. Right. There is fasting involved in those ideologies, those religions, those memberships, those worshipping modalities, those uh, philosophies, those believers. Pick your adjective noun. So, the perils of fasting and what I advocate for. The whole keto 44. Keto, well that's what if you got a fast? And, uh, you know, with the, the Orthodox, I think the going rate is uh, fasting 52% of the year. There's a couple of long fasts in there before Easter. And I think currently, yes, currently, and which is before Christmas. So there's long fasts, and then there's every Wednesday and Friday. Uh, I think the Catholics call it Ash Wednesday and right, Good Friday? No? Um, anyway, whatever the Catholics call it. So, 52% of the year where you can't go Kizo. Bit of a dilemma, isn't it? Dilemma for me? Well, no, because I've I'm not fasting. 
Um, yeah, bit of a dilemma, isn't it? Uh, the sort of sacrifice I make, those 52%, that 52% of the year, 52% of the days of the year that uh, the normal uh, um, fasters, the normal worshippers, the believers in the Christian world, especially that I'm um, referencing in this uh, episode, uh, you can extrapolate the thoughts into uh, the proportions of the other uh, religions. So, my version is uh, for the 52% of the year that we need to be fasting, I just donate meat on those on that 52% of the year, perhaps. Uh, not perhaps, but that's that's my version. That's my uh, picking my poison, picking my um, uh, convenience, my ideological convenience. Um, there is a bit of a uh, in any ideological proclivity, in any belief system, there are cherry pickers, and that's what I've cherry picked. Um, that was challenged uh, recently about um, you don't need bread. Well, you do realize that bread is a body of Christ and uh, part of your religion is eating bread. And I say, yeah, I know. But I'm still not going to. So there's my cherry pick. But for the good of my health, the whole first thing, gluten has to be eliminated if you have any chance about your health. Ah, but the God will save you. I don't know. Really? Uh, many will say if you die at the age of 70, you know, that's pretty much before your time uh, in this day and age. If you die at the age of 70 of a heart attack, well, if you would have given up gluten at the age of 20 or 40 or, you know, whichever age you want to pick, you probably would have had a chance of getting to 90 or 110 years old. So that's my cherry pick. If you want to cherry pick, well, um, there was nothing available. Uh, there was no vegetables uh, on this Lent day or whichever fasting day you're referring to. Um, I was stranded and there was only cheese and jerky. And I ate it. That's a bit of a cherry pick. We can go several days without food and you just cherry picked, you just thought mm, there's no fruit, veg bread around so I'll eat cheese and jerky because that, I was stuck like, uh, there was a flood and I was stuck and there was only cheese and jerky and so I ate cheese and jerky on Ash Wednesday or yeah no, no, you're cherry picked so I'm going to cherry pick too
it's certainly not an emergency, but we cherry cherry pick uh, in murdering someone. Someone's going to murder your child, so you murder them. Yeah. There's pretty pathetic uh, examples, I, I, I get it, but um, we cherry pick our poisons, our uh, diversions from our ideological proclivity, our ideological stances, our, our um, belief systems, our rules. We we say, sorry, Lord, or uh, in communion, you, you uh, confess, and it's all blessed away, and then we continue, right? Well, if there's people cherry-picking with that, I'll be cherry-picking if my kids are 44. So, even if uh, anyone chooses to uh, do what I do, but in moderation, I can have a little bit of bread as part of the body of Christ, sacraments and all that. Having a bit of blessed bread. Well, you can choose to do that. That uh, 5%, 1% of dig dig digression from the first rule, getting off the gluten. Um, it's still gluten. It's uh, a bit of poison. It's still poison. Uh, but it's not poison. We've been eating bread for centuries, for millennia. Yes. Yes, we have. But uh, we've also had the devil in our churches, in whichever belief system, uh, whichever religion uh, you're part of is listening to part of this, um, to, to this episode. Uh, we've had the devil in our church and perhaps we've had the, the, the devil in the first part of the sacraments, the body of Christ. Choosing wheat in our bread making is perhaps reducing our health, reducing our lifespan, and that is a devilish, the devil in the detail, <laughs> the devil in our health, perhaps. That's my rationale, that's my cherry pick. being a sinner in the Orthodox faith and not eating even the blessed bread in the sacraments and all that. The divinity, the... Um, you could tell that I'm not totally uh, in, totally, totally familiar, totally known with the, um, the methods, the rules, of the faith. So, um, yes, I'm a, you could classify such an outlook as a, you're a heretic and therefore non-believer and all that sort of thing. You can say what you want. Um, if you 
fast for 52% of the year in this example, or if you're a more strict believer, follower, or part of the clergy where you're 60%, 60% plus um, fasting throughout the year, well, I'm afraid uh, your susceptibility, your propensity to downstream adverse health is quite high, I'm sorry to say. And I'm, I'll be sorry to witness and see or um, predict for the, for the believers with the, um, the body of Christ, uh, the sacraments, the, the whole nine yards. I sympathize in the dilemma, in my challenge, but I've got to advocate what I have come across, what I've, I'm becoming more concrete, understood about. The Keto 44, by not fasting any part of the year, or the soft fast without the without meat in that 52%, that's all I'm giving, because I would, I would like to give myself a chance at another quarter, quarter century of longer life, or at least a longer quality of life. Um, like if I was to choose to even have a little bit of bread after each weekly service and if I had to uh, fast for communion and that sort of thing, well, sorry. That's my cherry pick. I choose to not die young in that 1% digression in eating that bit of body of Christ, that bit of glisten, that bit of bread, you're still damaging the villi in your small intestine, hampering your absorption of the micronutrients that we require. Even if you do have the second four of the 44, the, uh, the, the, the supplementing the 60 minerals, the 16 vitamins, the 12 amino acids and the two essential fatty acids, the 90 declared essential micronutrients, you're not going to absorb all those even if you have one gram of bread each week, each week. It won't hurt, it's only one gram. I'm sorry, it will hurt. It will impact your absorption downstream. It might rob you of five or 10 years and maybe 20 pounds of um, body weight. That's little, one or two grams is enough, particularly if you're hyper gluten sensitive, will ruin, ruin your life expectancy, your health, your dress size, your pants size, your teeth, your other chronic health conditions. can all be avoided by avoiding 
in this example, this, whatever you want to make, whatever you want to make of this uh, particular range, about 52% in this example, with the orthodox faith of fasting. That one or two grams, the sacrament, the blessed bread is blessed, therefore God's going to protect you. Sometimes the devil is inside the church. And what make, makes me reference that is um, sometimes the devil enters a church where we've heard the stories of uh, clergy interfering with uh, children and that sort of thing. Never mind that um, the numbers of children being abused is much higher per, per capita, per incidence um, in public schools, even higher in non-biological male household members. So those people that jump on the, on the whole clergy and uh, child abuse thing. The devil is uh, even worse in public schools and single mum households if you want to go down that down that route. Uh, the mood the mood in my in this Diatribe, this monologue, this range, this riff, whatever you want to call it. Emotion? No. It might, not know, it, it feels like it comes out emotional, but uh, it's uh, another bent, another approach to challenge. Uh, does it have a personal personal uh, bent on it? Yes. It does. And this is for others that have the sort of dilemmas out there. I've got that dilemma, which isn't that much of a dilemma. I value my life. And if you uh, value the sacraments more, and choose to rob your life of 10 years, 25 years, whatever. It's a lottery. It's a crapshoot. Um, then I consider that a suicidal uh, motivation. Uh, nah, not suicidal motivation. Uh, self-flagellation, uh, self-sacrifice sort of thing. Um, Maybe you could call it um, known um, reducing of life, which you can translate into a malingering sort of uh, suicide. And suicide is a sin. Uh, see how that is a cherry pick? Yeah, but um, let's face it, uh, even in our moral life, our behavior, our actions, our judgment on others, we cherry-pick all the time. And I'm cherry-picking cherry with what I advocate in health. 
how about that? As I take this as a soft disclosure, a soft dilemma, case study, a, um, a vignette. Yeah. But it's out there for others to uh, think about. Self-challenge, self, uh, you know, look at your navel-gazing type situation. Um, there you go. Uh, am I tuning on eggshells? No, it's more of a didn't really think about it type approach in this uh, particular address. Didn't really think about it much. I'm just going to see what happens as I'm talking. I didn't really hold back. I don't think I held back. Did I self-censor? No. No, not really. So there you go. A um, the moral of today's episode. The balance of health versus... Belief versus religious um, ideology, religious membership, um, internal struggle. We cherry pick with morals and we cherry pick with health. And that is my cherry pick with health and morals. Anyway. That's that. That's that. Until the next time. Bye-bye. Just a quick um, edit uh, to the episode today. Uh, just a couple of specifics. I was just I just wanted to add a couple of specifics, like uh, that uh, example, that case study, the vignette about um, the 52% of the year where Orthodox um, general believers uh, need to fast. Well... You're missing out on 52% of the year. You're missing out on calcium. Yes, you'll get a bit of calcium in your non-fasting uh, food, the non-post food with the Serbian Orthodox, but uh, not enough. Particularly if you're eating bread, you won't be absorbing even at the minor amounts of calcium that you're getting. And uh, if you've got wonky teeth, if you have uh, Osteoporosis, if you have dentures, uh, that's all your fasting from all the years that you've been fasting. Okay, and uh, another example with uh, the protein. I we can get protein from other sources, like you get protein in all, all, all other um, veggies in that. Uh, what, 1%? It's just not enough. Oh, just eat more mushrooms. Oh boy, um, I think my last look at mush- mushrooms was uh, per 100 grams or per unit of weight. Uh, it, mushrooms have only one-sixth of the protein of, uh, say, red meat or steak. And it's a lot harder to eat 100 grams of mushrooms versus 100 grams of red meat, that's for sure. Imagine 
eating six times the amount of uh, mushrooms to get your uh, protein needs. 600 grams of mushrooms? Where even, you know, 100 grams of mushrooms, 100 grams of meat, uh, it's pretty hard to eat the 100 grams of mushrooms, right? Imagine eating half a kilo plus. <laughs> uh, mushrooms, or oh, particularly um, you know, if people uh, superheat it and cook it in oil, uh, it's not going to cut it. So that's just a few examples. If you uh, do decide to continue fasting, I still give post a uh, strict strict fasting as you should be fasting. There are downstream health dilemmas. Just using a couple of examples, just to prove, no, make a point, perhaps not to prove a point. Yeah, it's to, it's to prove a point. But it's just uh, to throw another little thought bubble in the complex of the dilemma of fasting and the, uh, what I advocate here, the Keto 44. Okay, bye-bye again. Yay!